This is Eitan Weinstein. And I'm Naor Menninger. And you're listening to Two Nice Jewish Boys. No time, long sea. Long sea in the no time. time. As this is the time. How have you been? We're longing. I've been good. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, my brain is a little scrambled eggs right yeah, now, but yeah, it's yeah. good. I haven't slept much in the past three months. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. A but cliche uh, of an Israeli I'm, parent. Yeah, new father. Um, a Soviet parent, you know. They sleep. They sleep, yeah. They yeah. sleep like a baby. Yeah. <laughs> the baby doesn't sleep. No. But they sleep like a baby. No. Once you give him the, the good <laughs> the good old, uh, I don't know, waterboarding. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like Soviet parenting. Yeah. Um, you know, they do wait. There is a mandatory seven days for life before you can waterboard. Uh, before you can yeah. waterboard the infant. Yeah. That's yeah. the Soviet. That's but how then, they did it. In the... Then you're pretty much in the clear. Yeah. Waterboarding. Yeah. I mean spanking. <laughs> after waterboarding, they'll they'll beg for spanking. <laughs> you know, that's the Yeah. That, it's a good upbringing. <laughs> it's a good upbringing. <laughs> but look, that's that's how Putin was uh, educated. <laughs> look, forged. Look, look where he is now. In where Ukraine. where he is, where <laughs> is he and where we are. Yeah, it's true. Right? Yeah. He, He's doing all right. Yeah. And we. Anyway, what the fuck are we talking about? <laughs> what are we talking about again? <laughs> Soviet education. How have you ah, yeah. been? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So I have been yeah. good. I have been good. Mm-hmm. Um, Daniela is the light of our lives. Mm-hmm. And we love her so much. <laughs> <laughs> exactly Sorry. how I feel. Um, but, 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 you know. Things aren't so good apparently out there in the world. Yeah. So I've been hearing. Yeah. Here it's pretty tranquil. It's pretty good. Yeah. No. I mean. Yeah. I mean, elections, it's worrying. inflation, elections, yeah. inflation war. Yeah. yeah. The war. Yeah. <laughs> interest <laughs> rates. Yeah. Interest I mean, rates. Yeah. There's you know. But other than that, things are good. Iran. Biden is fast deteriorating into a <laughs> cognitive mesh. Yeah. You know, I was just watching a video of him from uh, two years ago when he did the, the um, what's it called? Not GQ, not Vox, but this uh, uh, Google interview, right? You know this one when he's uh, answering questions from Google? He's doing this with this board. and what? It's, it's, uh, a, it's on YouTube. It's a very okay. famous format by Where one of the big... people search, uh, search on Google and they look at the most popular questions yeah. and then he answers them? Yeah. yeah okay. And suddenly, he, you know, you look at him from two years ago. He looks so, so vivid, with it. so, uh, so yeah. lucid, yeah, yeah, energetic. No, not, anymore. not anymore. It's amazing. In two years, today, I would use one word to describe him. In the excuse me, you know, yeah. the, in the in the foothills of yeah of the Himalayas. Although, next to the ninety-five-year-old Holocaust survivor he met in Yad Vashem. <laughs> He looked. He looked a sprite young yeah. Little fellow. Yeah. 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 But uh, he is. He's quite a mess. He's quite a mess. Mm. He's been. Handshakes are really his curse. Yeah. Handshakes, man. Those are tough for him. Mm-hmm. That, that has been. 
It's kind of the theme of his presidency. I think they'll call it like the handshake presidency. Yeah. The whole country here was talking about how um, he had this performance here in Israel um, with the president of Israel, Herzog. And so it was a guy and a girl who sang on the stage. Yeah. And he was on the stage watching them sing uh, the Nomi Shemer song, Lo Yehi, very famous song. And after the song, he was so uh, touched, he came up to shake their hand. So he shakes the hand of Ron Dunker, the male singer. Then he wants to shake the hand of Yuval Dayan, the female, the woman singer, and she uh, doesn't send her hand back because she's a... She doesn't touch men yeah. because she's a religious. But, Which but it people was... were, were criticizing because, like, okay, you're religious, but you do sing for men. Yeah. But you don't touch men. 82-year-olds. Because, <laughs> you know, God knows what that might lead to. Yeah, but, no, but, it's, but it was less that, yeah. I think, than the, there was a handshake on stage where he was shaking nobody's hand, and that was the second time mm. already. That was back in the he, States. No, no, here. He oh, was yeah. on stage with Herzog, and then after they finished giving the speech, he shook Herzog's hand, and then he turned to his right. No, that was in the States. And he, no, and he stuck his hand out, and there was nobody there. And then it was the second time since it's happened. He gave a speech. Wait, the Herzog... One was no, in the States? I, no. I know that like a month ago, he had such an incident exactly like you're describing in the States. No, no, no. When, he had another one with Herzog here in Israel just now. Which is not the one with the singer? No. Okay, yeah. I, I won't say anything because each time I... <laughs> each time you correct me, <laughs> it you turns are fact-checked uh, yeah, and debunked. Turns out I'm wrong and then yeah. I have to cut it from the <laughs> from the episode. It's yeah, very embarrassing. Save yourself. Uh, no, but so, so he had I another incident okay. where he turned to the right and he stuck his hand out to shake someone's hand mm. and there was nobody there. Okay. Or, or, you know, nobody that the rest of us can see. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. maybe this is the same guy that was yeah. back in the States. He had the same incident. He stuck his hand out. It's always on the right. But the visit, it was, you know, it was But there pretty... was another handshake incident. Which, well, that's what I'm saying. Handshakes are the theme. There's the handshake one? with Yuval Dayan. There's these two handshakes ah, with, with, the, Bibi. with the disappearing man. And there's the handshake with Bibi. Yeah. He, he got off the plane and he's fist bumping everybody right yeah. and left, causing awkwardness, yeah. you know, never-ending awkwardness. Because people Let's, are coming wait, at him with wait, a handshake stop, stop. and he's, he's fist bumping. Why am I stopping? I'm let's, on a roll. No, but let's talk about the fist, bu- uh, fist yeah, shake okay, for go, a second. Yeah, okay, go, go, go. What yeah. the hell? Why? Because, Why? Because of COVID. Yeah, but didn't we, didn't we all agree that COVID doesn't pass? In, like, he was fist shaking the president or the prime minister, and then they were standing super close to each other. Yeah. Talking for minutes without masks. Yeah. Right? Spreading viruses, endangering each other. But they fist shaked their hands no absolutely it's it's, it's ridiculous a, it's very stupid very stupid but it's very you, stupid are you are you really expecting much more from the man who shakes hands with invisible and people and says first i've had i don't think he knew who these people were i think <laughs> i think you couldn't hear him but he was like he was secretly who asking are you again are you my grandson are you hunter hunter <laughs> he was oh. just walking around, you know. Yeah. And they okay, were like, so, Mr. President, this way, this yeah. way. And so he got to the So then, main... yeah, he was fist bumping everybody. Yeah. And then eventually he got to the podium mm-hmm. and he came, he stuck his hand out for a handshake. 
He went over, he walked to the side because he saw Bibi. He saw yeah. Bibi Netanyahu in the stands. Yeah. Right? And the, the, the bleachers that they had set up for the photo mm-hmm. op. And he saw Bibi there. And so he walked over to give him a handshake. He stuck his hand out this time for an actual handshake. It was mm-hmm. really awkward because Bennett was there. Mm-hmm. It was literally one of those cliche, classic, like, hey, hey, hey. And then it's the guy <laughs> behind you. <Yeah. laughs> And he shook, and then he shook Bennett's hand really quickly, and he was like, "Get the fuck out of the way!" And then he he had this really warm handshake with Bibi. Yeah, and he and told he, him, "You know I love you, right?" Yeah, or something yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. You know I like you, or something. So that was awkward yeah. for everybody. No, but except the, for Bibi, the debacle was that in the main news channel, channel twelve. Ah, you, okay. I don't know about it. No, no. Okay, so they were live streaming this. And they have the, like, Dana Weiss, who is the Israeli, I don't know, she's like the leading journalist from Channel 12, which is the biggest news channel in Israel. So they were talking over the picture. Mm. So just as this scene was happening, she was saying, and I'm quoting, um, she was saying, uh, uh, if I'm not mistaken, you sh- you, we all should uh, be aware, aware that uh, Biden doesn't shake Bibi's hand. And as she was saying that, he was wow. shaking I gotta Bibi's see hand. This. I yes. gotta see this. Where, where are you living, man? That sounds man? like gold. All the internet was talking about that it. That sounds... I was you not on the internet. Out. I was under a non-proverbial rock. I was uh, literally under a rock. It was hilarious. It's wow. hilarious because it was cosmic. And then the whole internet went berserk. And That's then, crazy. and then, like, uh, and then the cha- the journalist there, like the head of the division there, was like posting, "Oh, since uh, like the right is uh, threatening Dana Wise, <laughs> anytime, uh, anytime one of them yeah. s- comes out looking like an idiot, yeah, it's like they have to go on full de- yeah. defense. She, she filed a complaint to the police for oh. threats. We're gonna oh, put her. guards on her. Oh no, like." Oh no. Bitch, please. Bitch, please, you dumb. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well. hilarious. Oh, yeah. well. But hilarious. they also had that that uh, fiasco with the survey results, right? With the. Um, yeah. Uh, which was hilarious. Yeah. They always you guys, do. You guys got to look this up. Uh, it's hard. It's in Hebrew. Yeah. Channel Maybe. 12, all, all the main channels, when they poll. Yeah. And they do the graphics of the poll. They often get like the proportions. They mistake. They make mistakes. Yeah. Air quotes. And somehow the mistakes are always in favor of the left. And <laughs> and so this guy on on, on Twitter made a <laughs> cut the whole all the times that it happened in the last three years. Oh, I haven't he seen made that. a I super cut. That. Oh, and you see time after time after time like all the wow. it's always with the Likud the latest time basically they put up the poll numbers of like how many seats how many mandates each party would get and you know Likud is leading by what something like 15 yeah. to 20 basically yeah. the, the at 34 35 and uh, the next uh, biggest party is Lapid's with what how many 19 20 yeah, yeah. um and so you have the numbers the and everybody is proportional. The columns are proportional. And then you have, you know, you have the smaller parties with six, seven, eight, whatever. Lapid with, with uh, 19 the or column. 20, the biggest column, like towering above all the rest. And then you have the Likud's column, which says 34, but it's tiny. Puny. <laughs> it's like smaller <laughs> than all the other ones. And yeah. people are like, huh? <laughs> yeah. That's not Oops. how math works. <laughs> 
It's yeah. an honest mistake. Embarrassing. It was very, very honest mistake. But um, and then Biden went on to the PA. Oh yes, to the mandatory to listen to some <sighs> quality, yeah, play us some quality music. Play us the best moments from the very yeah. emotional, touching ceremony that the Palestinians arranged for Biden. Yeah. So basically, they they uh, hosted him, and in honor of the U.S. president, they decided to play the national anthem of the United States of America, which sounded okay. something like this. More, more. <laughs> I'm trying to harmonize. <laughs> oh, oh my god. god. It's so, so bad. bad. So bad. <laughs> so so bad. Apparently they did this last time with Trump. Oh yeah? They like it's been years and they still have yet to be able to perfect. The national anthem maybe of the there, United States. Maybe there's a reason. Maybe, maybe it's on purpose. Either maybe they all... Maybe it's like a genetic... Okay, that's racist. Yeah, that's really racist. <laughs> We're going to cut that. Um, no, but honestly, the, the two options are, and I really can decide which one's more likely because they're both very plausible. Either the Palestinian National Symphony or whatever they are called or the army band mm-hmm. is just horrible. <laughs> Very, very likely, right? That sounds plausible. Like I, that, that wouldn't surprise me. Probably the worst or, band in the history of yeah. mankind. Or they conspired to embarrass every U.S. president that visits them by playing the national anthem awfully. It's like a also Doctor Evil. Yeah, mm, I have an evil plan. We will get Let's... every other note completely off. Do-do-do. I mean, let us ruin the ceremony. I mean, it could be, right? Either of those seem plausible. Mm. Either of them seem plausible. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So that was pretty. If I were to Biden, I would bomb. <laughs> Biden? I would Bi- bomb. Biden was probably standing there like, what song is this? <laughs> oh, Shazamming it. Where? Where am I? <laughs> Why? Is it just me or is this a little off? He has no idea where he is. He has no idea. And then he tur- he promptly turned to his right and tried to shake nobody's hand. Yeah. It's a sad state of affairs that we're in. The world is not in a good place. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What else on the agenda? What else is on the agenda? Well, we have the big story of the day. The snails. The big story of the math. The giant snails. Uh, no, oh, okay. of the month. No, not the giant snails, although that is... Literally the biggest story we have on the agenda. We'll get there. Um, The biggest story of the month is we are, yet again... Ah, yeah, yeah. Going to... Elections. Elections. We need a... By this time, we (sighs) need need a sound effect. We need one of the buttons to be dedicated to to elections. Just do-do-do-do elections. Do we have one of those? Nope. (laughs) I'm the worst beatboxer. Elections. Yeah, anyway, so elections. Yeah. Fifth time. Yeah. Um, big surprise. Uh, yeah. Except not a big surprise. No. <laughs> the government fell. Yeah. The big surprise is that Bennett gave a P to the... Like it was a... I'm not surprised. Yeah, I don't know. I'm he not could surprised. have kept it if he really wanted to. 
And now Lapid is the prime minister. Um, it can be very embarrassing if he needs to step down after the elections because he will have been the like the the prime minister who served the shortest shortest time. amount of time. Basically, yeah. it's going to be very embarrassing. Bennett is currently the prime minister that has served yeah. the shortest amount of time, yeah. and then it will be Lapid. Yeah. Um, Embarrassing, and I think I think it's not surprising to me that Bennett gave up the seat to Lapid because he has to. The second he entered office, he realized all he needs to do is start saving face and and uh, you know paying dues to the left and the center, mm-hmm. uh, because he he's completely lost with his base, and so now he's out in no man's land and he's trying to grasp for straws. Yeah, that's why he's not running for. Uh, re-election and the big question everybody's asking is will BB be able to get 61 to get to form a government um, the challenge is, is immense yeah some polls give him 61 some polls don't um, and of course so you have Lapid who obviously is the they are the the nemesis but the nemesis. also the, nemesis. the number one rival and also, uh, but now Gantz uh, formed this mega sort of a party with uh, Gidon, Gidon Sao from yeah. a, who was a right wing party, but then he went with Gantz, who's a leftist, and like nobody understands what's going on. Basically, yeah. it's a whole mess. But also Gantz, but Gantz's um, advantage is that the Haredi love him, and also Likudniks love him. He's a very, he's a very popular figure in Israel, mm. Mm. and theoretically he can be the prime minister. According if, to the uh, polls, what does he get? Now with Gidon, he he gets like fourteen or fifteen or something like oh, that. Oh, that's pretty high. Maybe less, maybe like thirteen or fourteen, something like that. And Lapid is that's getting in the high he, teens, low twenties. He's getting like nineteen, twenty. Yeah. That's why Gantz went with Gidon Sar to like from a ten. Um, mandate party to become like a 14 mandate or 15 mandate party yeah. and, and threaten Lapid's uh, homo- homogeneity? How do you say that? Homogeneity. Homogeneity? I think. Uh, in the left, in the center left. Because the Haredi hate Homogeny. Lap- homogeny. <laughs> <laughs> it, well, it is a challenging word. It is, it is. Um, because Lapid is hated by the Haredi. Yeah. And Gantz is loved by everyone. So Gantz will say, like, I'm the only one who can form a government. Like, if mm-hmm. Bibi doesn't get 61, that's yeah. his plan. And it's going to be very messy. It's it's bad news for Netanyahu because now instead of going just against Lapid, now he needs to fight this on battle two on fronts. two fronts. And it's it's pretty Not challenging. Only that, but Sal was, it was questionable whether he would even pass the, yeah. uh, the threshold. threshold. And that's that's often why we see these these like um, unifications, collaborations, yeah. and unifications because one party that's not it's a shame that they would lose their two three mandates, mm-hmm. so they they stick together with a you bigger also party. Also, Shaked who, who <coughs> yeah. inherited Bennett's party, Amina, and nobody wants to vote for her. She doesn't pr- pass this threshold in every single poll. And it's unclear. She's she will probably quit before the. You, so you think there will be no Yamina, or it'll go down to Matan Kahana? No, no, there will be no Yamina. There will be no Yamina. Probably, that's how it looks like now. Good riddance. Yeah.
Good riddance. Or she'll unite with someone, but right now it doesn't seem probable because nobody wants her. Yeah. And yeah, there's uh, primaries in the Likud party, primaries in the Labour party. Um, pretty interesting stuff. Lots of, uh, you know, behind the scenes. Behind the scenes, yeah, that we cannot divulge. say. But uh, it's it's fascinating. For, for those of you who don't know, Noor is a political operative. He works in the shadows. Yeah. Um, um, I have we'll, a client in the primaries. Yeah. Um, it's super interesting. And it's a, you know, it's a democratic uh, celebration. Yeah. Because that, in Israel, guys, you have two types of parties, right? You have the parties like Lieberman's party, Lapid's party, Gantz's party, Saar's party, which are basically like... A, I don't know, Putinist parties in the sense that the CEO, the head of the party, Lapid, Saar, Gantz, Lieberman, they handpick the list. So the only the only thing that matters to them is, are you loyal to me? Mm-hmm. And they, the people they pick for the list of the party, they don't have a, a, an agenda. They cannot go, like, they cannot do things without the permission of their head of their party, basically, who brought yeah. them. Um, so that's like a dictatorship-style party. And then you have the democratic parties, like Meretz, Labor Party, Likud, and now Tzionud Datit is also uh, doing primaries. The religious Zionist party. Yeah, and they, they do primaries, basically. Hmm. Which is a mess, yes, and... Um, it is a mess because you don't control, but it also shows that you actually care about yeah. democracy yeah. And, and the you know the voice of the people. And if you're enlisted to the party, you have a say. You actually have a say in who's going to be on the yeah. list, which is huge. Yeah. Because in if, just for reference, in the Likud party, the biggest party, you have 140,000 people, right? So just think the might that you have as a... I'm a Likud member, so I can get to vote. So I my vote is worth... One of 140,000, right? And my vote in the national elections is worth what? One, one of, of six four, million? Six million? Yeah, six. Yeah, like nine million people. You get 60, 65% voting. Yeah, but not our, all are eligible to vote. I think you get 60, 65% ah, right. percent of the of eligible the, of six ones, million, which are maybe like six million. Seven, so, so it's like, like five four, million. Four or five million. Yeah. So one of five million as opposed to one of. of uh, 60,000 because also in the primaries not all the people go, go to vote right yeah. so one of 60,000 is my power yeah basically it's times I yeah. don't know yeah dozens times a hundred yeah times a hundred like, more seventy yeah to affect the yeah. the Knesset yeah it's really it's, it's really cool it's crazy yeah I tried to sign up for the yeah Likud, you uh, failed but now if you tried again you'd, you'd I'd be I, able to yeah 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 there's I like a so. period of a year and a half that you yes. have to be a member in there'll order be to elections again in a year and a half <laughs> yeah. no worries but maybe even two or three yeah um but a while back there was actually the story of like a small faction of the Likud that was trying to take over and so the Likud yeah. kind of tightened ship right yeah. they didn't let a lot of people in um so so yeah there's another there's another elections coming up. Mm-hmm. Stay tuned. There'll be a November lot of news. November first. November first. Uh, it'll it's be interesting. I think I think that I think that there'll be like there there is a chance that again we'll see the whole the uh, basically the whole dead end right where there's no there's no uh, path to forming a government. But I think that there is a chance uh, 
And again, this isn't based on any polls or any, right? It's just a feeling. Good old Aton instinct. Good old gut. Good old Aton gut feeling, which always leads me astray. (laughs) Uh, No, but I I have a feeling that there might be a swing back to the right because of the fact that Mm -hmm. there are so many disappointed, Mm -hmm. like disillusioned, uh, right-wing voters who voted not only for Bennett but also for uh, for Saar. Mm-hmm. Um, and Saar is now, you know, completely. He was anti-BB. He 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 sat in the government together with all the left-wing parties and the Arab li- uh, the Arab party Ra'am. And Bennett, you know, completely betrayed his voters. I think mm-hmm. that there's a large portion of voters there that are going to swing back to the also, right. So people see Lapidus prime minister and they're frightened. Yeah, the man has. Like, no, it doesn't feel like he has any clear agenda. Like, he yeah. knows, you know what I mean? Like, he doesn't yeah. have, he just seems like a pure politician. His father had an agenda. Yeah. Fuck the Haredis was his agenda, basically. Yeah. We, so loved, inher- we loved it. <laughs> <laughs> we loved it. We ate it, it up. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, he was, so. it's hard to imagine his father, guys, Tommy Lapid. Oh, at his strongest point, he got like something crazy. He got like I, I think eighteen mandates or something insane. Wow, insane! It was. Wait, it was, was this the eighties, no, nineties, no, no. early nineties? Two thousand and two. Oh, really? Something like that. Yeah, two thousand and one, two thousand and three. He was the minister of justice. He had he did really well mm. riding in the, on that good old. Haredi hatred. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. He, he, that he good was, old Jew hatred. Yeah, no, it he works was, even in Israel. He he was he he was basically you know like we talk a lot about it here on the show. He was just about like we don't want to pay for their way of life. Basically, yeah. He, yeah, yeah, he didn't want any anything bad actually to happen to them. But, but Lapid uh, doesn't seem to have any kind of you know he doesn't seem to be hard on on Iran or hard security wise he doesn't yeah. seem to be hawkish he doesn't seem to be dovish he's not he doesn't seem to be even if he tried either. he doesn't would... really he just seems to be whatever he needs to be in each situation you know what I mean look he Lapid like you 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 did, you weren't here in the nineties but uh, Lapid very very meticulously paved his way to the very heart of of Israeli consensus you know he started from really like the only thing he had going for him was his looks and, and his dad and his dad yeah and he he really like he leveraged it to the maximum um he worked really well like he got a prime t- time talk show in the early 90s and and he was good it's not like if he weren't good at that like he wouldn't have such huge success but he built and there was a very nice story going on on twitter i'll try to tell it to you guys so which is the essence of lapid it's really nice okay so this lapid had a night late night show on galate sahal the israeli the, the most important israeli um radio show and a guy on Twitter wrote that he served as a soldier. This is the the military station, guys. So you have soldiers who are the technicians in there in the radio station, and you have talents who come and and just you know make shows. So he had this music late night after midnight music mm-hmm. show. Mm-hmm. Um, and this technician, did you see that post? Okay. No, no, no. But so I, I think I've seen the show. The technician. Um, 
was he says so this guy says okay so I was the technician like 20 years ago or 30 years ago in Galeitzal and I was the technician on the Lapid's um, late night radio show and he played songs and he played like really cheesy songs um, <laughs> and one time I was sitting behind the screen the glass screen and Lapid put a, a very cheesy song um, and it was uh, like one of those Romeo and Juliet or something like that, right? And uh, the song was playing, and me, the technician, was uh, you know telling Lapid in the in the headphones that uh, I was telling him, you know, it it makes me sick to think that like a couple somewhere out there is listening to this song right now, and they tell, oh, it's our song, and they kiss and such a disgusting moment that's the technician telling it to Lapid and he says the technician in retrospect he writes and Lapid looked at me and he turned on the mic and he said live on radio you know what I love about this song that somewhere a couple right now is kissing and telling each other this is our, my favorite song and to me that's the genius he says right that's the then I I that's the moment I realized this guy is going to be the prime minister. Mm. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> it, right? Yeah, that's exactly it. It's a good he story. knows exactly what to be in the yeah. situation. He knows he knows that it's kitschy and he knows that it's that it's like you know ugh, people love it, but he knows. he knows that the masses are yeah. probably listening to it, and so he used it. Yeah, he didn't care about the technician. He was like, I'm gonna you know. It's no, true. he took what the technician told yeah. him and he, yeah. He leveraged it. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway, that's our prime minister, but only for a few more weeks. Uh, months. Months, rather. Whatever. Couple weeks. In, uh, in Europe, in the meantime, yes. there was a heat wave. And to the rescue came the Israeli minister. Our, and I mean, famously, she's a past 2NJB guest. Yes. That's what brought her to the top. Uh, Tamar Zandberg, she's a the minister, uh, the minister of uh, environmental issues. Uh, she tweeted today. Yes, go ahead. No, you read it. So Zandberg, you know, is very concerned about this European heat wave, and so yeah. she tweeted in Hebrew. But we, you know, courtesy of Two NJB, have translated it. We have approved in the government the establishment of a climate climate calculation center a powerful computer that will give an accurate resolution forecast of expected disasters and the necessary preparations it is enough to look at europe to understand how much it is necessary in israel which is warming at twice the world average is even more vulnerable the government has made a dramatic leap forward in the fight against the climate crisis that's just ridiculous. Like to even okay, <laughs> let's say we we agree there's a climate crisis uh, yeah. and the world is go like let's say we're doomed. Okay, to th the the how do you say that even in English? Like the hayohara, right? The, the arrogance. The arrogance to think that we, right, a nine million people country can do anything to change that. No, right? you know what? I I I think that that's. That's like, I don't I don't agree. I think that Why? it's it's amazing. Like Israel has, like disproportionate to its size, to its population, made crazy impact on the world. Yeah, we can offer tools for India and China, but it's not like 
anything we change in our way of life can really impact no but she's talking here about a predictive uh computer like a computer mm-hmm. that'll predict you know harsh climate and harsh events and and if it was possible i would say wow then is israel would be the first to be able to do yeah that. but if it was possible elon musk would have done it already like i'm if- not sure i don't know i don't know but either way i think what's what to me what's arrogant about this is the idea that it's even possible and to think that that the possibility is going to be facilitated by government money you yeah. know the best money that the smart world, it's a smart money it's smart money it's the best money to power innovation and ingenuity yeah. you know then that that seems to me to be the arrogant part is that like it's you think you have no idea what goes into actually calculating these things but you're gonna just you're not some vc you know you're not some like venture capitalist with with people on board who are experts at you know assessing risk and even they with startups you know have like no uh, like a negligible success rate you have like 10 percent mm-hmm. success and 90 percent failure rate in, in startups but you're not a vc who's you're a government who's like infamous and notorious for wasting away people's you know hard-earned cash yeah and you're gonna take the taxpayers dollars and shekels and invest them in some sci-fi uh, calculator yeah. sci-fi beep, boop, beep. <laughs> tomorrow there will be a hurricane like come on like give Besides, us a break don't we know already that the world is doomed yeah we're at the point like, of no return that's yeah. it so what do we need a calculator for spend our money on a good end of the world party instead yeah, exactly uh, yeah, it's it's really frustrating. By the way, if you guys want a good episode on climate change, listen to our Yonatan Doobie episode. Yeah, that um, was a good one. Really, really interesting. Also, inflation is skyrocketing. Like as Biden, as Biden was flying here, he had two horrific uh, news announcements. Announcements back at, home. back at home. One is the inflation, the biggest nine point one since eighty two or something like that. Yeah, the biggest year over year. Uh, yeah increase and the second about hunter biden like horrific videos yeah and but photos. that's like old news by now you know it's like every week there's hunter yeah. hunter biden with a new hooker and some crack cocaine yeah on yeah. on the on the internet right 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 so he's you know he's like ah oh, not yeah. another one but anyway um but at what like if you live in the states basically and you have one hundred thousand dollars in your bank account Every year you lose like ninety, no, nine thousand dollars, right? That's what it means, Look, more or less. Neither of us is a mathematician, so I'm not gonna try no, and do. That's what it complicated means. Complicated math. I'm not gonna try and do complex math equations like nine percent of a hundred. But <laughs> yeah, but I think it means something like that. Yeah. No, but the the inflation that what it mean that's what it means basically. It means no, it means that the rise in prices of the consumer price index has risen nine percent. Yeah, but so you if, lose effectively. You lose you lose nine percent of your the worth of your one hundred thousand dollars every year. I think it's year. like the reverse because it's like if you have a hundred dollars, what used to cost a hundred dollars is now cost one hundred and nine. So it's like. It's not about. It's not that you like saying that you lose it. Isn't I think it's that you would have to basically spend more 9%, to get the same thing. Yeah, add nine percent right. to, to get the same. Thing. But it, it make it, it. It's really. It's it's a you know. If I 
had $100,000 in the US bank account, I'd feel pretty stressed about it. Yeah. No, it's a it's huge. Yeah. It's huge. Like the the Fed tries to keep inflation at 2% mm-hmm. a year. So this is more than four times what the Fed thinks is like normal. And what would the average Joe could do about it? like the average Joe has savings, you can either basically buy real estate or buy stocks, right? That like those are the two main things you can do. Yeah, you want to buy mostly you want to buy things you want to buy assets you don't want yeah. to keep your cash just in stow i mean not all of it but yeah but um but yeah another thing about hyperinflation is that people spend their money as fast as possible like yeah. they know that tomorrow it's going to be worth less so they try and buy what they can today i really recommend uh, i'm watching uh, i'm following david Wu on his youtube channel he was a guest of ours like yeah. uh, two three months ago it's a really good YouTube channel, actually. I really enjoy his videos. So his last video was about like inflation and Putin, and what he basically says is that like the all this economic disaster that's caused it's 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 caused because of the sanctions, right? The sanctions. So basically, the West is suffering from the sanctions more than Putin is suffering. Like Putin, mm-hmm. it, to date, was announced that Putin signed the deal with Iran. He will give Iran uh, I don't wheat. Think it's- yeah, okay. and they go, will go give on. him energy. Yeah, and break his uh, break the sanctions. Mm-hmm. So like he he's good, he's good for the for the next years to come. But the West is crumbling. Yeah, no, the sanctions have definitely added uh, you know fuel to the fire. Mm-hmm. But I think that the fire was burning and and starting to spread fast long before. Like the idea that this is the Putin price hike, as Biden likes to put it that the the attempt to try and and pin this on the war in Ukraine i think it's a it's it's, it's an overreach try, no it's trying yeah it's trying to kind of it's a cop out hmm. it's trying to evade responsibility on the part of the democratic yeah, party obviously the they're catastrophic policies economic yeah, they spent, policies they spent six and a half billion something yeah. like six and a half billion in 2021 yeah. Yeah. and their budget for 2022 is similar so and trump is is not equally to blame but it's partly to blame too he rose the the budget like yeah in crazy. Co- during covid but it's i mean you know a lot of countries started spending a lot of money in covid and yeah. i think that's part of it but the u.s led the way you know yeah, they, yeah. they increased their their budget like crazy and when you dump money into the you know another world leaders uh, economic leaders then you're gonna end up with huge inflation. Woo, and the, like inflation also, yeah. infl- i just want to mention inflation was rising from january of 2021 all the way up until um all the way up until the Ukraine invasion, which was when? Like the end of 21 or the beginning no, of 22? No, the beginning of 22, February. 22, February, right? Yeah. So throughout that year, it was right. I think the eve of the invasion, it was already at something like 4 or 5%, which mm-hmm. is double, more than double yeah. what the Fed uh, recommends. Yeah. But uh, Europe is doing really bad. Like um, they, they don't have gas for the winter, basically. Yeah. Putin cut them off or they cut themselves off and in places like Germany, Poland it's unclear how will they nuclear plants like idiots it's unclear how will they warm the their homes it's gonna be bad disastrous or you think it'll just be expensive and the look those are countries like Germany you know they're countries they had it really good for many many years they don't know what it's like to to be to have it bad and the shockwaves, the po- I think the political shockwaves 
a very bad few years will like don't don't forget that the nazis rose from, uh, from inflation yeah from economy yeah you don't like it when the germans have bad economy get uh <laughs> get get uh what's it called stressed yeah. financially stressed yeah yeah but it doesn't usually lead to good things no for Israel, it's a, it's good news because we have gas, as as the Germans say. You don't want to see me when I'm poor. <laughs> <laughs> that was racist. It's the, it's the German Hulk. <laughs> um, okay, let's let's move. Fat suits. Yeah, fat suits. Uh, uh, a nice little segue yeah. into fat suits. Yeah. Um, so tell us the story, man. You no. know it better than me. Apparently, <laughs> I was informed by Naor. <laughs> Shortly after I arrived to his apartment, apparently it's not cool to wear fat suits anymore, which is really unfortunate. It's bad news for you. It's really unfortunate for me. It's unfortunate for Martin Lawrence. Big Mama is like one of my favorite movies. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what I'll do if that's like not PC anymore. If we can't watch that, is he gonna have Eddie to go Murphy? on an apology tour? Eddie Murphy, <laughs> fucking man, that's crazy. <laughs> So apparently, yeah. there Tom Hanks yeah. wore a fat suit in the new Elvis, Elvis. movie. Mm-hmm. Renee Zellweger wore it for this series yeah, called I don't, uh, I don't Something know. Pam on NBC. Yeah. I don't know. Fat Look Pam. up Renee Zellweger on and Renee Zellweger fat suit TV show. Nobody cares about. Right? Just Google that, yeah. and you should find it. Uh, like TikTok and Twitter is like is in flames. In flames about this. Flame. Do you have the tweet? Yeah, That's so funny tweet. we have we have here a couple of articles on it, but apparently it's not cool to wear a fat suit because you're like fat shaming or something. Apparently, like it's uh, it's anti-fat or I don't know, but actually I don't have it here. Ethan and me are uh, naturally obese, so for us it's okay to play. Apparently, ah, uh, here it is. It's a tweet. Yeah. Uh, By it's whom? A t- it's a tweet. I mean, to be fair, this only has three likes. I don't know why this article is mentioned. You gotta, you gotta love it. The media like just likes to take things Random that tweets. are, you know what I mean? They like to take things that nobody cares about and make them into a huge story. Yeah. And we're part of the problem. Yeah. Um, but you know, we're happily part of the problem. So apparently, uh, the, according to this tweet, Tom Hanks is wearing a fat suit in the movie Elvis. Can we agree that fat suits are offensive, absurd, and have no place in dramas? Hire fat actors. (laughs) Okay. I have a feeling that Irene Fish is fat and an actor. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, yeah, apparently it's not cool to wear a fat suit anymore. Uh, no, but there was man. there was more than this three three like tweet. What's next? Like addi- was, only addicts uh, there were more, can play there was addicts. More traffic. Yeah, only Jews can play Jews. Only dead people can play <laughs> dead people. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, Frank. What? I'm gonna yeah. have to kill you. What is that bullshit? Chris Pratt played that dead guy. That is hire dead actors. Yeah, only pirates can play pirates. Yeah, it's true. That's Only it. Nazis can play Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. We should uh, start a hashtag hire Nazi actors <laughs> yeah. movement. Hashtag hire Nazi actors. Only Nazis can play Nazis. Hi- we need to uh, yeah. remake like uh, Inglorious Bastards. Schindler's List. That'll be an <laughs> yes. awkward, awkward shoot. Only survivors can play survivors. Yeah, so you'll have Nazis and survivors basically... You know, reenacting the Holocaust. Yeah, so you have like ninety-five-year-old pianist, yeah. yeah, who can barely move. Yeah, but also it has to be said, 
I think part of the reason this is happening is because so so many Americans are so fat. (laughs) I'm sorry, guys, if like if this offends you, we're going to we're going to replace the word fat in post-production with. Uh, pizza, and then, yeah. and then it might no, be less. If this offends and then you, it'll be enjoyable for if the, you if you're fat. If this if this offends you, uh, we please send us our your mail address, and we will send you a bag of Cheetos. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. No, but seriously, I think so many not not like half seriously. I I shouldn't have said seriously. I should have said like mildly seriously. Yeah. Um, I think yeah. I think what the problem is that so many Americans are overweight that mm. they're that now it's not even like a little fringe progressive thing. It's just all Americans are offended by you know, but 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 in all honesty, being overweight, like it's, this is not this not didn't used to be a controversial thing. Being overweight is not a healthy thing. Yes, but it's uh, like you can be overweight. It's your business. It's your business. We don't judge. But that's my problem. What do you mean I, we don't judge? That's the idea of having, like, ideals. I mean, I think that it should be an ideal to be fit. Look, I I gained some weight since Daniela was born. And before that, I actually had gained even more weight. And, and I wanted to try and lose it and i didn't you know and now i gained it back so i didn't do it successfully mm-hmm. and I, you know i'm not an overweight person but i think it is a positive ideal and a positive value to raise your kids upon i always go back to what would i want to teach my kids i think that that's a good guide for life for mm-hmm. what do you think is right and wrong what do you want to teach your kids do you want to teach your kids you can eat, eat anything and you should ignore your body weight and your health or you should make your health and your body weight a priority in life, and you should try and be fit and he- and physically healthy. And ultimately, I think it's not controversial to say that it is not healthy to be overweight, definitely not to be obese. And that's the problem. That's my problem with this: is that it's become this 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 thing, this like social justice thing, right? Where mm-hmm. it's 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 a it's a value. To, to do the opposite, to be obese is to be strong, mm-hmm. is to be, you know, uh, to stand up for, you Against know, capitalism. It's your, yeah, that's individualism now, mm-hmm. is being as fat as you can be. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, like, I get it. People struggle with weight, and I'm not going to judge you, and I'm not going to say you're a bad person for being, but like, just like I struggle with all kinds of things in life, and I do shitty things, but like, in the end of the day, we should be clear on what's good and what's bad. And being overweight isn't good. And also, Tom Hanks sucks at acting. <laughs> <laughs> and I hate Tom Hanks. Really? Apparently, yeah, I hate Tom Hanks. Even I mean, in Green I, Mile? I hate him in all his movies. Even in... There, I don't hate his movies, but I hate him. Even in Forrest Gump? And Castaway. Forrest Gump? You didn't like Forrest Gump? I, I, I love Forrest Gump, but like he was the worst part about it. But he didn't wear... Like, I would have enjoyed it more if it was anybody else. Yeah, like, who? The Rock? <laughs> yeah. I, honestly, wow, Forrest Gump would have been amazing at The Rock. I love The Rock. He's great. He's great. Oh, my God. Yeah. Anyway, I was in Warsaw. Went to see the Coldplay concert. Oh, uh, you sent me some videos. They yeah, it was incredible. so good, guys. If you have any way to see their concert, they are now touring in Europe. I highly recommend it. It was like I have never seen such a show. 
like yeah you were telling me about the bracelets this is insane so basically when you got got into the the, the, like it was a huge um soccer field soccer stadium basically Mm -hmm. so it's like eighty thousand people and when you get in um they give you this bracelet and it has led lights for with all colors and so all the people in the audience have this bracelet and somebody somewhere with the computer um, have them programmed according to the song. So like if they, the, the band sings yellow, the song yellow, uh, all the bracelets turn yellow. That's insane. Yeah. And if you think about the, like, like what does that mean? That means that they all have a signal or they... They're they... all connected. They're all connected to a computer, basically. Yeah, but Someone's controlling what? them. Through what technology? <laughs> Not Bluetooth. That would be crazy. Moreover, let me let me further complicate it. During the, the end of the show, like when you go in, they just give you randomly the bracelets, right? So they don't know where you sit. They, they can't match the play, bracelet to your seat because they just give it away yeah. from a box. But toward the end of the show, they made hearts, shapes of huge hearts through the audience with the bracelets. That's crazy. So I was wondering, how did they do that? They must have some proximity sensors. So here, here we interview the creators of the Coldplay LED wristbands and discover how they create how to create light shows at, our, at your own event. Okay. Apparently, they're radio. Uh, they work on radio mm. transmission, radio frequencies. Mm, okay. And they have a range of eight hundred meters. But how do they know to shape the heart? Well, I guess each one has a different frequency. I don't know, but they don't. But but they don't know where the, the bracelet is located when they give it to you. So to make a shape of a heart, they need to know exactly which ones to light up. No, but right? they know you, which you, they know that the bracelet is tied to a seat. No, you no, that's what I'm telling you. When you go into the stadium, they give it to you from a box. They have no idea where you sit. Just give it away. They don't check your sit. Ah, they're just handing them out. So there's also a so proximity. Then maybe, I mean, I don't know how, I have no idea. Again, neither of us <laughs> is a, a an electrician. Doctor. But um, no, but seriously, but I think that maybe they, because it's radio transmission, maybe they can like basically send it to an area, a specific place, but right? They make a heart. Yeah, man. like they send, that's what I'm saying. So it's just, it's, it's by. No, I don't think that's how radio waves work, man. No. I don't know. I don't know how radio. I think they work. have a proximity sensors as well. How do they work? They are radio LED wristbands controlled by a radio transmitter. The transmitters we use for Coldplay has a range of 800 meters, which is great for stadiums and arenas. We have XTX HTX controller that people hire for their own personal events. Also, how can an event company use your wristband to change the energy of an event? It's all amazing to see people get handed the wristband. Because you get different reactions, blah, blah, blah. This is not about what is the best event, what other exciting products. Never mind. Anyway, it it was very cool. And the concert was amazing. Lots of fireworks and lots of... It was just incredible. I highly recommend it. Warsaw was great. I went to the Communism Museum. It was really interesting. Wow. Like, you you know, we don't know much about Poland under communism, but yeah. guess what? It was bad. <laughs> <laughs> Big yeah. surprise. Yeah. The main thing, like, that I really, that resonated with me is, like, the description there of the, of the, all your life under communism, and I know this from my grandparents also in Romania, was under your, your daily circle was around the queue. 
Mm. You always queue for something. And, yeah. and they described it really well in the museum, how people would see a queue. They wouldn't even know what's, what's it for, but they would go stand, stand in, in the queue. And then by, by the time you got to like three hours later, you get to the, I don't know, meat stand and, and they stop it for today. No more meat for today. More meat tomorrow. And you see he has more meat, but he won't give it to you. And then you go frustrated only to see another queue and start staying in that queue. That's crazy. And like they described all the shortages you had and like you had, you had no sugar. You had no coffee at all. No co- they had no coffee for decades. So people would drink two cups of coffee. How did, they wake coffee. Up? <laughs> How did would... anybody wake up? <laughs> people would the drink hell? like two cups of coffee. The average Pole drank two cups a year for what? decades. No wonder they're so sleepy. <laughs> and like all kinds of crazy stories, man. That's really. Crazy. That's insane. That's insane. So I highly but recommend. But I hear Warsaw is actually a pretty hip. It's pretty. pretty it got really expensive since because of inflation. Basically, yeah. the price is doubled. I was there like four years ago, and the price is literally doubled. Are there a lot of refugees? Yeah, Did the... many refugees. Yeah. I didn't see them, but everybody's talking about it, and like it's a big problem. For example, for young people who want to rent apartments in Warsaw, and people tell me like they're not they're like because like hundreds of thousands of refugees you have apartment rental shortages. So like regular Polish people... What, the government is just giving away apartments? No, but you know, you get incentivized by the government to rent it to a refugee. Yeah. So you get subsidi- subsidies. So people rent it to refugees and then regular... backwards <laughs> way of thinking. Like how stupid do you have to be like to, to have a government that prioritizes the needs of refugees from a different country over yeah. its own citizens? And so it's very hard for young, yeah, just regular world. Polish people to find apartments for rent. Uh, so many people told me that. Also, a very interesting story maybe to end with. Uh, I got in a, First of all, they have Uber X, which is... I love Uber X. We don't have it in Israel. It's so good, guys. And I got in an Uber X with this uh, Ukrainian guy who's not a refugee. He moved before the war, but, you know, all his friends uh, lived in... He had, he's from Lvov, and he has friends also in Mariupol and all those places. And it was fascinating because also I got into this Twitter argument with this uh, guy, Idan Eretz, on Twitter, who was always, like, tweeting about, yeah, he's writing, yeah, the Ukrainians, they need to just hold their forts for two or three years until Putin crashes. And I was getting into an argument with him, and like, dude... Like, 200 Ukrainians die every day. Like, it's easy to write on Twitter, like, yeah, wait two years until... Pre- but but maybe, like, maybe he won't fall in two years. Maybe the sanctions won't last. And then what? Like, it's so easy, right? And so I got into this discussion with the with the Ukrainian driver and he was telling me, you know, he was, he was saying to me, I asked him, how will it this end? And he says, you know, we need to basically give up the, the East because Putin will never surrender. And he is stronger. Like, if we were stronger, we would win the war. But yeah, we are not. Even we, if we're you're not, not stronger, but you have a fighting chance, then yeah. maybe. But yeah, well, we're not. We, we cannot win the war. Yeah. Um. So we need to think. And he was telling me that, like, the East is Russian. Like, many people in the East see themselves as Russian. They speak Russian. Not all of them. Not all of them. But many are. He wants the East, and we don't like. We need to to strike a deal, basically, to make a deal. Um, yeah, and I, I doubt that he'll even strike a deal. I, I doubt that he'll even be uh, 
you know, conciliatory towards... Maybe not, but at least you can try. Yeah. No. And then absolutely. you buy time, and in that time you can rearrange the forces, you can, you yeah. know, but you, you, at least you buy some time for yourself to... And because now it's it's it's, a it's mess. pointless it's amazing but it was how it's fallen from the headlines and you know nobody even talks about it last anymore. night yeah i saw a map two nights ago putin um uh, launched a missile attack did you hear about it you there's a map of ukraine and you see uh, the whole map like he shot missiles all throughout ukraine in one night and like in one city kids died from rockets coming from this like he bombed the entire country for a night and nobody's talking about it but he can do that for forever basically yeah, yeah. and no well, russian gaza. city is being gaza uh, yeah gaza no <laughs> russian know? city is being bombed by yeah. ukraine i can tell you that yeah. so it's definitely like they are not winning here so i maybe it's time to rethink their strategy like from no yeah definitely no definitely like, i mean if you're the weak one, no, you gotta you gotta, you gotta compromise. Play it smart, you can't yeah. you can't play it like an idiot and just you know fight, poke the bear and fight the bear and hope to win. Yeah, if you're fighting a bear, you gotta play it smart. Yeah. Um, Tov, Tov, man, guys, it was a pleasure. Please rate us on Spotify if you're listening to yes. this on Spotify. Please give us five stars, six, even even six. We also have Patreon. Nobody went there pretty sad it, guys <laughs> what the hell <laughs> no but if, if you want to help out the show uh we do this on our free time if you want to we have a patreon now to njb uh sorry patreon.com slash two njb uh go there and then we have a bunch of different tiers you can choose from and help yeah. support the show yeah um and like us like our posts you know try and be as much as you can like us yeah emulate us yeah send us emails us, worship us send us emails hang hang images pictures of I us yeah in your bathroom carve idols of us yeah and put them up in your shower and above your toilet yeah there's an eight on inflating yeah. doll Yes, there is now. You can go to 2NJB.com slash inflate and you can find an inflatable doll in the shape of Naor or Eitan. Full size. Full size. It's a bit disappointing, but you know, you know, we you work with what you got. So 2NJB.com slash disappointing to get your free inflatable doll. Uh, guys, um, it was a pleasure speaking you tonight. Thank you, sir. You too. Straight from Tel Aviv. Godspeed. And, uh, bye, guys. See you bye. next time.